Portions of this program may be pre-recorded. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening um, to us via podcast because you missed us live, you can also send your questions to Facebook or Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. At SWAT Radio Talk, again, is the handle. And we will try to answer your questions um, in the first segment the next day. Uh, today, Doug is back in the studio. We're glad to have Doug's him back. Doug's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to be back. I had such a great time with my uh, brothers over in Louisiana. By the way, we need to continue praying for those people in the Lake Charles area and those parts of Texas and Louisiana that were hit by the hurricane because there is a lot of people still without power down there, a lot of people that need supplies, and um, they were taking supplies up even as we were over there, and uh, we had a good meeting at Man Church. Our brother Mark Rohde, who's been on here before, was um, he leads that effort there, and I got to go do a workout at Christ Fit Gym. Oh, that's now cool. Christ Fit Gym took Christ and put instead of cross, mm-hmm. and it's a donation based gym. Oh wow! He started it ten years ago. A guy named Billy Weatherall, and Billy's a stud. He was an Army drill sergeant, mm-hmm. and I've known him for ten years. And God has so expanded both Mark's ministry. Mark started this thing called Men of Courage out mm. there in Louisiana. And the, he does man church once a month where he brings speakers in from all around to speak to anywhere from three to 600 guys. Mm. They meet once a month. And then they do Men of Courage outdoors where they do like a beast feast kind of a thing mm. and as an outreach. And then they do Men of Courage unchained which is a prison ministry okay and so god's really grown mark's ministry and billy weatherall who i met through him started christ fit i can remember sitting on a football field with it wasn't even a football field it's like a practice field they didn't even have goalposts, just where they scrimmage yeah. and stuff and i was talking to billy out there about faith and stuff and god really had put it on his heart to do this donation based gym well this was crazy back 10 years mm-hmm. ago nobody would i mean yeah but he wanted to have devotions and do it and do all kinds of workout stuff, but do it like CrossFit, but call it ChristFit. And so he started it, and now it has expanded to where he has a couple of smoothie shops mm. that are spirit-based, where they write scriptures on the cups of the smoothies, yeah. and, and then they have a moving company that moves people. And God's gave him this unbelievable facility, and I went and I did one of the workouts on Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to have to tell you, I'm hurting, man. (laughs) My stomach's hurting. We did a 1,000 jumps ropes, you know, a a, a 1,000 jump ropes. We did like uh, 500 crunches. Mm. I mean, and it's spread out, but still. Right. 500 crunches, 100 tire jumps, 
Man, that'll kill you, too. Yeah. I'm talking tractor tires. Yeah. And then uh, what else do we do? Oh, it's all kinds of stuff. So my body's hurting a little bit today. But uh, anyway, it was a great time to be with those guys there and had a great worship uh, band that was there to lead musical worship. And so really just a, a great time of ministry. But I'm glad to be back. And uh, it was good to go see those brothers and uh, the, you know what's cool about it, Taylor, is I can remember both with Billy and Mark, both of them had doubts about mm. moving out from where they were, and and God let me have a, a small role to just encourage them. Mm. That was all I did was pray for them and encourage them, and you know, and 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 it's neat to see ten years later yeah. what god's doing and they're faithful and growing and now crossfit is in several states they've got other places opening up hmm. so uh it's really that was really cool just to go out there and uh see what was going on and billy was so stinking generous to me he he uh won they raffled off a, a crossbow oh okay cool and I haven't shot a crossbow since college, man. I hadn't been deer hunting with a bow since college. But anyway, Billy won it and gave it to me. Oh, dang. So he, it was a hand, a handmade crossbow, man. I mean, like this thing is like, it was, it was awesome. And so they're going to send it to me and, and, uh, they, they're shipping it to me and I should get it later this week, but they, huh. they just they wanted to give me a gift. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to go deer hunt now with a crossbow, man. Is it? You said it's handmade, so is it like wooden and well, or is it like? Well, I don't know, but this guy over in Louisiana apparently custom makes these and sends them all over the country to huh, people. That's cool. He custom. So I, I don't mean it's handmade. I, I should say it's custom made. Right. So he customizes it, so it's like a you know it's like a customized handgun. Right. You know, you can mm-hmm. get it, but people all do all their. So it's really it was really sweet, but a lot of stuff going on in the news, man. We are. And I know we'll probably bleed over into the second section, but we've got to talk about some of these things that popped out over the news. And I'm not talking politics. I'm not talking other stuff. I'm talking about things that uh, are coming out. Like there was a quote from Oprah Winfrey, Mm. the beloved Oprah Winfrey, who everybody worships. A lot of people worship in this country. She said this as popped up over the weekend. There are millions of ways to be a human being. And there are many paths to what you call God. Well, I'm a Christian who believes there are certainly many more paths to God other than Christianity. She's not a Christian. Didn't she say one time that God was envious of her for? Uh, oh, she. I don't know for the money she had. Well, she she did say a while back that one of the biggest mistakes humans make is to believe there's only one way. There are many paths leading to what you call God. Mm. And uh, one writer said that, yep, there are many paths to God, but if it ain't with Jesus, they all end in judgment, you <laughs> yeah. know? And so um, anyway, I thought that was interesting that that's popping out and popping back in the news because she has said stuff like this before. But Jesus is clear in John 14 when he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. So if there are many paths to God, they all have to go through Jesus. If they don't go through Jesus, then, yeah, and that's very exclusionary. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus was exclusive, and people don't like that in our culture we live in. They don't like that exclusivity, but the bottom line is, 
either Jesus is a liar or Oprah's a liar. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm going with uh, Oprah being a liar right now because I don't see Oprah on the cross. Yeah. I don't see no history of Oprah being on a cross. Mm-hmm. The history of my Lord and my King makes me lean much more to what he said yeah. than what she said. Yeah. So um, anyway, I just thought, you got any thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised she said that. I hadn't heard uh, that she had said that, but... You know, I'd heard some things uh, that she said in the past that just kind of, you know, and and to say that, you know, you're a Christian that believes that there's many paths to God. I mean, that just goes in the face of Christian teaching. So, Well, it pops up about every year, a couple of years or so. I mean, where she'll make a quote and people will latch on to it. Mm. But, I mean, I remember she had, who's the guy? She partnered with the guy who was so liberal. He started off, he did these videos, the the NUMA, NUMA videos, what oh, were they called? Um, you know who I'm talking about? Did he, uh, uh, Rob Bell? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So she had Rob Bell on her network. And mm-hmm. Rob went off. I mean, Rob started off, everybody, I remember when he first popped on the scene, everybody was talking about, how awesome he was he found you know he was a founded mars hill bible church up in michigan mm-hmm. maybe that's why there's problems up in michigan <laughs> who knows because uh anyway uh rob started off up there and uh he just kind of he wrote a book called love wins where mm-hmm. he basically seemed to dismiss the idea of hell yep and um uh, and so but you haven't heard much about him lately um but anyway oprah he he kind of oprah gave him a big platform on her network Mm. to do his teaching and a lot of people got misled by him and you know there's a lot of false teachers out Mm -hmm. there yeah and they sound good Yep, they sound good and that's kind of what chan's talking about in his you know especially talking about good shepherds how easy it is for people who maybe start off well to go off track yeah. because mm-hmm. they care more about the popularity. They care more about other stuff. So anyway, that was one thing in the news. The other thing in the news uh, that was interesting was Johnny Mac, John MacArthur. I don't know if you saw uh, Lori had shared with me what he said over the weekend, but he said this, I think in church Sunday, this past Sunday, there's no pandemic. Mm. He said the recent, you know, the CDC report oh, yeah. that came out attributed um, to COVID-19, it listed the virus as the only cause of death. Only 6% of all the U.S. deaths that were attributed to it. Yep. So so you can take, what was it? Is it like 180,000 now, 160 I'm something? I'm not sure exact, the exact number. It's 160,000, right? So let's say 160,000. Man, I'm going to do some quick quick math here. 160,000 times 0.06. No, that ain't right. Something's wrong there. 160 <laughs> uh, times 0.06. 9,000 deaths mm. from COVID alone. All the other ones uh, were because of comorbidities. Yeah, and 2.1 or 2.6 per other comorbidities so not just one comorbidity yeah, but there, there were there, there were multiple yeah. but here's a, the other interesting thing he said that when recording the reasons he said like uh, you know when recording the reasons for a patient's death doctors list all factors that lead to their demise 
but the virus remained the primary reason. Mm. Now, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. There was, it seemed to have some other outside influences affecting that. And when we come back, I want to talk about what's happening to him out in California so we can pray for him and his church. Yeah, stick with us because there's some stuff, uh, new developments that happened over the weekend. We will be back after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a by casting crowns welcome back to swat radio swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and if you are just joining us doug is back in the studio and we were talking a little bit about um his trip to louisiana but then towards uh, the end of the last segment and towards the break we were talking about john MacArthur and uh the news that came out this weekend uh, for some of the comments that he made but also we're about to get into what the city of la is doing to try and uh, I guess cow him into obedience. Uh, well, yeah, I, the uh, Grace Church, Grace Community Church, is a um, 
they they have been meeting mm-hmm. and they had a long standing lease lease forty five years with the city Crazy. yeah with the city right forty five years that they leased this property for one dollar mm. I mean it was just a long standing lease to let them do it yeah for whatever reason the parking lot right? yes yeah. the parking mm-hmm. lot that they have for their church well all of a sudden. Uh, now, Los Angeles is evicting Grace Community Church from the parking lot. Um, uh, they, they, the church appealed to try to get a restraining order. Um, well, actually, the court, what, what happened is the parking lot was a response because a court refused to issue a restraining order yeah. stopping them from meeting. Mm-hmm. And so the city goes, okay, we're going to shut down your parking and so that's what they did. So they failed to renew that and said, if you have people on this property after the 1st of October, we're going to start seizing property that's there yeah. because it's no longer yours. Well, to me, that is huge government overreach mm-hmm. in response. If they violated the law, then then you do other things. But to go in and use your power to do that that's i don't know yeah that's, and it's a parking lot right so i don't know the set i'm not familiar with the setup and stuff but to say if you park there basically we're gonna tow your car is that is that only parked there on sunday or is it parked there any day of the week like that's i mean well i think that they've well you know because they have a seminary there and mm, they have okay. a uh and they have a uh a uh, a bible college there so i'm pretty sure they use that yeah pretty much most of the week what if somebody parks there and doesn't know and like isn't affiliated with the church you know what i mean well like are but, they gonna but, get their but, stuff towed well too? but see you know? well here's the thing that they have been leasing that no i'm sorry i i, I misquoted the price i said it was a dollar it's not a dollar they've actually they're paying um i don't know if it's like 7500 or 8000 whatever they pay they've been paying it since 1975 to lease that lot mm. So you're talking about a long time. Yeah. And now, because the church has defied that order, they're coming in and saying no. And, I mean, they're they're going to take what means they can to try to fight it. But the truth is they they also know that what they're doing they believe in. Mm-hmm. And they're going if to, the, if that's the judgment, they're saying, okay, we'll figure out what we need to do. Yeah. But, um, it, again, there's another church out there that has also been meeting that is being fined, I think, $50,000. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not for a big church. It's, well, it's a lot of money. I don't care. Yeah, right. $50,000 is a lot of money. And I think it's, I want to say they said it was $50,000 a day. Have you seen that? I saw um, another pastor, and I, I wasn't familiar with who he was, so I was wondering if they were coming at him a little bit you know, harsher because he's not as well known. Um, so yeah, I'm not exactly sure of the numbers though, of it, if that was, you know, per day or per, um, you know, just, I, I would guess it's per day instead yeah, of a flat it, rate. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I, it's, it says it's just, uh, fine for thousands. It says, uh, it's North Valley Baptist church in Santa Clara County. Mm. Uh, they got a cease and desist to stop meeting and uh, so they, they've been fined $15,000. 
but I thought there was a threat of more. I can, and I haven't been able to find that. But they anyway, MacArthur just came out and said that you know we feel like they're they're trying to shut down the church from meeting out here. Yeah, and we're not gonna we're not gonna succumb to that. There's no science behind anything they're saying, mm-hmm. and they're not applying it across the board to other realms. Yeah, and, and so he he is pretty much staked a ground in this thing. So, uh, okay. Hey, um, I think we got a caller. Yeah, Abby. How are you? Can you hear me? Hello? Abby, can you hear us? Yeah. Oh, hey, how are you doing today? Music. Oh, you got music playing? Hold on. <laughs> we, we, all right, she's hey. got music playing in her ear. She got music. Can you still hear it, Abby, or is it gone? Yes. No, I no, I can't hear it. Hey, so here's the deal with the parking lot. Uh-huh. That those are two long narrow pieces of property that run adjacent to their main um, you know, building properties. They yeah. are divided by a swale for when it ever rains in California. So it's like a a, a deep swale. Um, mm-hmm. and there's no way they're going to be able to get that to stand because that's it's it's against the law they'd have to you know claim eminence domain all that Mm -hmm. kind of good stuff so you know rest assured that various community church will fight that but it's not like it's some big beautiful huge parking lot yeah that people are just beating down the door (laughs) to take over the property it is almost virtually unusable land Mm -hmm. that great community has turned into parking lots they've kind of they they repurposed it right yes an egregious act, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And the other thing is I want you guys to address. So with the virus and all the new, quote-unquote, new information, where is the church? Mm. Where, are, where are all our pastors who should have opened our churches? Why haven't they? Mm. I mean, people have known about that this is... Yeah. Well, well Abby... Hey, way overplayed. Way, I mean, the, the the info has been out there for months. Yeah, you're willing to dig for it. So, what are they afraid of? Why well, is not any church ready to sacrifice anything for the gospel? Well, Abby, this must be hospital. Abby, are you it's here in Jacksonville? And here's the good news are, are, for Christ. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A- Abby, are you here in Jacksonville? Can you hear us, Abby? Abby, hello. Hello, Abby. Did we lose? We lost her. Did we lose the call, Steve? Okay, Abby. If you're listening on the radio, try to give us a call back. <laughs> anyway, um, she brings up a point, a good point that you know very much understand initially when the claims came out. It, it was kind of like with a hurricane. You know, mm-hmm. you can't go. Don't go back into your area till we make sure it's all safe and all that. Two weeks to flatten the curve, you know, we got to do this. But then it became pretty obvious that churches can't meet. Mm-hmm. You can go to Target, yeah. you can get 60 people in a Target, but churches can't meet. Yeah, And it, it seemed really targeted. Um, and, you know, the, the, this is exactly, I think, some of the things that Chan was talking about in his book when he was talking about the 
the trap of avoiding criticism, mm-hmm. the trap of fundraising, uh, the trap of popularity, the trap of safety, yeah. the trap of greed, mm-hmm. because to go out and listen, I realize that there are churches with people who are, they have, you know, they have conditions that make them more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. By all means, we should, those people should be protected. But typically, if people were vulnerable, they would be people that would stay at home. Yeah. And the other people that were healthy would come out. And you go, well, you go visit them. Well, people do that all the time with flu season. Mm-hmm. They've done it all. They, they did it with MERS. They did it with every other thing. But now this has been politically weaponized to affect and give power to people who have had unprecedented power, governors and mayors and people have had unprecedented power Mm -hmm. to shut down businesses. Think about that. What's happened across our country churches. There's, you know, there's churches that have been meeting the whole time. I don't know if you knew that there's Mm -hmm. some that haven't stopped. Uh, Steve, did we get her back on the line? No, she never called. Okay, well, Abby, thanks for calling and thanks for listening. And, you know, we're going to get into the the question she asked, which I thought she just basically said, why are the churches not stepping up yeah. and saying anything? But, you know, one of the issues is really the way we've allowed our churches to grow mm-hmm. and and be measured in our country uh, according to what Chan's writing in this in in his book, which he's trying to draw a lot from Scripture, is that we've allowed we've allowed these expectations, this popularity, the trap of greed, and even the demonic attacks, which we'll get into today, and the, some of the other things, to be what drives us instead of being driven by what. Paul told Timothy, Timothy, go make disciples. Yeah. Find faithful men who will find other faithful men. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, we'll get into that. Yeah, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk, or you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. If you're listening to SWAT Radio, stay tuned. We'll be right back. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose. Right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, oh, right now, I just can't. It's easy to say when there's nothing to Like I am right now I 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Mercy Me with Even If. If you are just joining us, uh, we are going to be talking about Letters to the Church by Francis Chan and his chapter on Good Shepherds. But right before the break, we had a call from Abby who um, was you know, asking the questions I think that a lot of us are thinking and uh, where's the church leadership been in uh, the midst of the pandemic and the lockdowns and, and some of the unrest that we've uh, experienced in the country and uh, just listening to her. I don't know if it was me projecting my own frustration. I could sense some frustration in her voice. And I, I understand that because it just seems kind of like, you know, the, the leadership of the church has gone silent or it's been uh, gotten afraid to speak the truth. And if you're at a church that hasn't opened up and, or isn't any longer speaking the truth, maybe it's time to start looking elsewhere um, for a church that is willing to stand. And if you can't find one, maybe it's time to start a home church of just people that, you know, that live around you. Uh, I I think kind of, I'm a history guy. So I think back to the American revolution and most people don't know this, but the, it was the pulpit about, you know, 15 to 20 years before the revolution that really instilled the ideas and the values that we hold today. Um, you know, in our country that, that the founders had and the church kind of seems like it's lost that fire in the belly and it's, uh, it's tough to see. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think I, Chan really brings out some helpful things, you know, and I feel like one thing that has happened recently, do you remember, did you ever watch the movie, the original Ghostbusters movie? Mm, Yeah. Well, a long time I, do, ago when do, I was a kid. Well, but you, I know you'll remember the scene then because it was the scene where they unhooked the grid and all, uh, basically everything broke loose, yeah. right? I mean, all the spirits came out. I kind of feel like that's what's been going on spiritually. Like, mm-hmm. like in the last four, five months, I feel like the enemy has been allowed to unleash a lot of spirits around the world. Mm-hmm. And those spirits have created division. I mean, people that have been friends aren't speaking. Yeah. Family members are going against family members. Mm-hmm. It's very much like Second Timothy talks about. And I think a lot of it uh, that it's generated by the enemy who is wanting to do everything he can to destroy our witness and our ministries. And so think about it. And I'm, you know, 59 years old and never do I remember in my lifetime churches ever being shut down for anything Yeah. ever, but churches have been shut down since February because of a virus that you can wash your hands. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, you can wear a mask. Apparently, mm-hmm. But we still can't meet, even if we do those things. Yeah. And I don't understand that. And so if if you're going to wear a mask and if you're going to exercise proper hand washing and do those things, then why can't you meet and practice social distancing at the very least? Yeah. But because the government told us not to, and they continue to wield the power to limit believers assembling together because you can say you get together on um on uh on on uh, zoom yeah. mm-hmm. facebook or whatever 
I was just with a couple of hundred men in Louisiana. When we were singing together, men were crying. We were singing worship songs, and men, grown men, were crying Mm -hmm. because God had delivered them, and they were so overwhelmed with the presence of all of us being together singing these worship songs. That don't happen on Zoom. Yeah. Doesn't happen on Facebook Live. And we've reduced church to a performance, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what Chan talks about. Church has is always been about people, and we have reduced it to a pastor speaking, a music group singing, mm-hmm. consumer driven instead of participatory encouragement of the body saying we are here together to walk through whatever God wants us to walk through as one in love known for our faith. Yeah. But we've allowed fear and the idolatry of fear to paralyze us as a church. Yep. And I think his book is so timely and the enemy, I think that's the trap of demonic attack. He talks about, I know you guys talked about avoiding criticism and fundraising and comparison, expectations, popularity, safety, greed, and demonic attack was the last one. And he finished that chapter asking this question, can we really expect spirit-filled disciples to be produced from the kind of leadership that struggles with the traps that I just mentioned? Mm Mm-hmm. Are we setting up godly men and women for failure? And I think the answer is yes. And so he goes on. He doesn't just say, listen, this. I thought this was a great quote. He says, in America, pastors think they have to become famous to have an impact. In China, the most influential Christian leaders had to be the most hidden. Yeah, Isn't that a great quote? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's saying... Because those people were the ones empowering others. And, you know, he he really challenged leaders to tell people in good conscience to follow you as you follow Christ. So how does that look? I mean, if you're can you can you really sit back and tell people and listen, by the way, this isn't just to pastors. For, for you fathers that may be listening, you're a shepherd of your family. For yeah. you mothers, you're shepherdesses. Mm-hmm. And if you have other people in your life, it applies to you. Can you really tell people to follow you as you're following Christ? That's And listen, doesn't mean you're perfect, Yeah. but we're loyal to him, and that's we're driven by him. And so he lays out eight characteristics of of God's shepherds that we can apply to men and women as we lead those around us that God has put under our care, whether it's our children or our friends that are maybe not far along in the faith as we are. You know, the first thing is he says we have to be Christian. He uses the word pastor. I'm going to say shepherd. You know, he said he went to seminary. He spent two years in a Bible college and three years in seminary. And he said, I can tell you with confidence that a degree can be proof of intelligence or even discipline, but it's not proof of spirituality. Yeah. And I know a lot of guys that have gotten seminary degrees that weren't followers of Jesus. And they had head knowledge about what was in the Bible, mm-hmm. but they weren't his. And 
you know, he says false prophets arose among the people, just like Rob Bell. There will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. There's no hell. There's no judgment. Mm -hmm. Even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. That's right out of second Peter in their greed. They will exploit you with false words. Some teach false doctrine because of their desire to be accepted, but others preach it. They preach truth, but they live a lie. Both of those things are bad for the followers. Yeah. And so he says, you know, in Paul's words, examine yourself, see that you're in the faith. So that was the first characteristic. The second is praying. And I thought this was interesting. He told his staff if they were not praying one hour a day, that he wanted to replace them with somebody that would pray that much. Mm. He said, if you're not giving me an hour a day in prayer as your leader, I want somebody who will. That's pretty bold. I mean, I don't know that that's a pretty stiff requirement today because you think about our time schedules and stuff. It's very convicting to hear him say that, um, you know, and he says that prayer is the thing that it's a gauge that exposes our true heart condition. It unveils our pride, showing us whether or not we believe we are powerless apart from God. And so if you're not praying, if you're going through your day and you're not looking to God, that means you're trusting in yourself. Yeah. And so when we pray, it's an expression of surrender. And that's what God wants from his people. How are we communicating that we're faith people if we never pray to the one to do stuff and to lead us and to show us, you know, and I thought it was interesting. He brought up a great point about Jesus and Peter. You know, Jesus was the most powerful being ever to walk the earth. And what did Jesus do about Peter when he knew Peter was going to fail? He didn't say, Peter, do this. He said, behold, Simon, he says, Satan's demanded to have you but I've prayed for you. Hmm. Jesus, because of he temporarily put his power aside, uh, you know, he interceded for Peter instead of just telling Peter, you got this, I'm going to make it where, you know, he interceded for him. So if anybody should have been able to help Peter without going to God, uh, you know, the father, it should have been Jesus, but he didn't. He went to God the father. And so his solution was to pray. So why is it that we don't feel a need to pray? I mean, so he says you need to be a Christian, which is obvious, and you got to pray. And and then, um, you know, he says as leaders, we must know him deeply and make disciples whose primary attachment, and Taylor, I think this is a big thing, is to Christ and not to us. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself this question. When people ask about your church, do you tell them about Jesus or your pastor? Mm. Or do you tell them about the worship music? Or do you tell them about the kids' ministry? Yeah. Or do you tell them about Jesus? What is it that draws you? So when we come back, the next thing he talks about is the humble leader and the loving leader. We'll look at those two things as we continue this road all right stick with us we will be back with more after the break we want to give a shout out to our listeners listening in virginia at the lighthouse as well as in meridian mississippi listening on wmer stay tuned 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. If you are just joining us, we are going through Letters to the Church by Francis Chan, and we are in his chapter, The Good Shepherds, where he talks about um, being uh, not only, uh, it's not only for pastors, uh, about being good leaders in general and leading uh, others and growing others in Christ. Um, He talked a little bit about the pitfalls that uh, pastors can fall into, and then uh, right before the break, we were going into um, the different... uh, the different things a pastor really characteristics yeah. they were mm-hmm. he talks about eight care it's funny because he he uh he, he's you can tell this guy's a pastor because he's he's like eight he's got eight really traps and then yeah. he has eight characteristics <laughs> but uh the first one we talked about was a christian pastor and i say i just use the term shepherd because that's what the bible used a lot referred to the leaders as shepherds they should be shepherds right so 
first of all, is they should be a Christian. Well, that you would say that's obvious, but not all of them are true believers. Yeah, there's false teachers that that creep in. Second is a praying shepherd, somebody who's dependent on God. Third is a humble pastor, and you know this is one that's really tough, especially in this day and age. Um, he he was sharing about. And and I've talked to guys from India too, and they I would I would second this because you know we have that ministry in India, and they these guys are some of the most humble men you'll ever meet. But this pastor in India, um, said my leaders are the most humble men I know. They know Jesus deeply. He said the biggest mistake I've ever made. This is an Indian pastor. The biggest mistakes were the times when. I allowed people into leadership that were not humble. So his main criteria for leadership was humility. I mean, we tend to look at outward appearance like, mm-hmm. like you know, even Samuel, when he yeah. was going, uh, looking at the outside, we want great speakers, gifted leaders. Um, but God has always been the champion of the humble. Yeah. He's always wanted the pe- I mean, think about Jesus, who he chose. Probably the one we would have chose out of the 12 was Judas. Mm. If we were on the HR committee to pick mm-hmm. that group, none of us would have chose Peter or Jane. Peter's, you know, too impulsive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, w- w- Thomas is the doubter. I mean, we wouldn't have chosen these men. Matthew's a tax collector. People yeah. probably won't like him too much. Yeah. You know? And so James says this. He says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And so, you know, one of the things that made John the Baptist so great was I remember when they came to him and said, hey, more people are going to Jesus than are coming to you to be baptized. He says, I must decrease. Yeah. He must increase. And a question that, uh, Chan says it's a great question for any leader, whether you're speaking or leading. When you're sharing, are you drawing more attention to yourself or to Jesus? Mm. Are people going to remember you more or Jesus more? That's what we want. We want to point to Jesus. And I remember what Paul said. You know, um, he said, "Man, I know nothing but the cross of Christ." May I boast in nothing but the cross of Christ, Galatians 6. And so that's the humility. And it's something, to be honest with you, that in our culture we struggle with. If you're in ministry, we struggle with this because, unfortunately, many of the people in an effort to be encouraging when you do share truth, they look at you as the giver of the truth Mm. instead of just the bearer of the truth. And there's a difference between mm-hmm. those two. Jesus and God give you the truth. We are just instruments. And so um, it's a hard battle. I struggle with it. Uh, I, I don't know a pastor that doesn't struggle with it. Um, as, as in, and especially if God gives you favor and allows you to have uh, favor and, and larger borders, mm. it's a daily battle. Mm. And the only thing that keeps you on your knees is staying in his word or life circumstances that are really hard. Mm. And so, um, 
personally, I like staying in the word better. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, um, the next thing he says is the loving shepherd. And, you know, I've heard this dismissed so many times. Well, you know what? Uh, he's just not a people person or she's just not a people person. If you're a leader for God, he wants you to be a loving person. If you are leading people in such a way to try to lead them to emulate you as you emulate Christ, that means you you may not personality-wise be given to that, mm-hmm. but he commands us to love one another. And when Paul in Thessalonians talked about the Thessalonians, he said, we didn't come with words of flattery as a pretext. He says, we didn't seek glory from you, but we were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking her children. What a great picture there. Have you seen mothers when they're nursing their babies? They are so gentle with them. They're nurturing of them. They're affectionate of them. Would people say that about you as the way you lead? I know I can be like a bull in a china hmm. shop. Uh, I have a reading through this has been very convicting. But he even goes on to say, even like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God. Sometimes we think to be loving means doesn't mean to be confronting yeah. mm-hmm. and hold accountable. And uh, But I can tell you this, and you can rest assured, if you hold people accountable and you humbly serve people, you probably aren't going to be given celebrated on a large scale. Yeah. You're not going to receive any widespread recognition for that. You're going to be much more of somebody who is doing it as into the Lord because you're not going to get press reports. You're not mm. going to get the media feeds. And that's okay. Um, if one of our primary goals in the church is to the perfect unity that Jesus prayed for, it has to start with leaders loving their people right yeah well then he goes into the equipping pastor or shepherd i mean think about this now taylor i know you haven't got a child yet but i've had you know lots of teenagers in my house (laughs) i've you know got lots of teenagers even now if it's my job to raise them in such a way that they're capable to go outside of my home and be independently dependent upon God. Yeah. Independent of me, but dependent upon God. Mm-hmm. So my job's to train them to stand on their own with God out apart from my house. Um, but think about the church. Churches are filled with children who never are taught to grow in the Lord to become parents. Yeah. They're just trained to be dependent. So I want you to imagine a 45-year-old kid at home with his parents living like a 17-year-old with yeah. him. We would look at that mm-hmm. and go, that's ridiculous, but we don't do that with the church. You've got people that have sat in churches for 40 years receiving teaching every week, functioning in groups, small groups. They've never discipled a person in their life. What's going on with that? That's I don't they, they've not equipped. I mean, what would happen to our society if parents didn't expect their children to start their own families? Think about that. 
Yeah. That's exactly what we've had happen in the church. We've been raising thousands of consumers and calling it successful because we have all these consumers in our churches, Mm -hmm. but yet they're not reproducing. And so he talks about that. You know, we are to be equipping. And finally, he said, well, I'm sorry, next to last is spirit-filled, which you would think, well, that of course we're spirit-filled. What does that look like? Well, address one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. We sing and make melody to the Lord. Does that sound like your church? Does that sound like the people in your church? Giving thanks always and for everything. Uh, that's what it says mm-hmm. in the scriptures in Ephesians. And Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, do we show those things? And then finally, he says the missional leader. We, uh, oh, yeah, I missed. Thank you for that, Taylor. The suffering. Two things. The missional first. The missional. We can't just focus on more creative ways to deliver the gospel. We have to uh, be thinking about people who've never heard. Yeah. And then finally, the suffering leader. A Christ-like forbearance and endurance, he says. I think we're too quick to get discouraged as leaders and quit. Do you know Spurgeon, 27 times, I think, had his resignation letter ready, but he never resigned. God wants us to learn to rejoice in suffering. And when pastors who rejoice in suffering make disciples, what you end up with, he says, is an unstoppable church. Mm. So... Those, let me say those again. We are to be Christian leaders, praying leaders, humble leaders, loving leaders, equipping leaders. Um, we are to be spirit-filled, missional, and suffering leaders because that's what our leader Jesus was. He was all those things. Yeah. So that book is called Letters to the Church. I hope you get it. Uh, tomorrow our guest is Kay Carl. Join us. He is uh, a Frederick Douglass Republican. He's going to be talking about Frederick Douglass tomorrow. Sweet. Sounds like a good one. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. Um, Thanks for being with us. We'll see you tomorrow. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual